I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and our dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. On God and Our Dogs, we share stories with aha moments and see ourselves from God's perspective. Our new perspective brings us closer to relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com and on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at GodInOurDogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Jonathan Badger, partner with Badger CPA in San Antonio. He is a father of four children and a husband to his business partner, Shannon. Best of all, his dog would introduce him as my friend. Welcome, Jonathan Badger. We're so excited to have you today on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you've had a lot of dogs through your life, but I think probably your most formative dog has been your most recent dog, Jake. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how Jake entered your life. And Jake is, uh, Shannon and I actually adopted Jake from the SBCA while we were living in Houston uh, about the, I think it was the first year outside of school. And um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a puppy. Uh, he, was, he was sick with Parvo. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, right when we got him and uh, we almost lost him. Oh, wow. So that was a little bit scary right when we got him, but he, uh, he lived a long, full, happy life uh, of 13 years and um, saw all sorts of Job changes, um, moved set several different cities, multiple houses, four kids. So, so Jake was a, a hugely integral part of my life, my wife's life, and just kind of that con- consistent, steady presence um, during those formative years. Uh huh. So, what kind of dog was Jake? Man, that's a funny story because they told us he was going to be about thirty to forty pound mix, um, and and he didn't. I think they said he was going to be some kind of a lab mix when we when we adopted him, and uh, he quickly grew um, that first year to to well over ninety pounds. Wow! And um, so we think he ended up having uh, a little bit of Dane lab mix in him, uh-huh. um, just the size of him and kind of how he he looked um, as as he grew. But he was definitely not what they was on his card at the SPCA mm-hmm. when we adopted him mm-hmm. because he, he, he grew quite a bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't run that DNA test that they've got now. <laughs> I don't think they did back then. No, yeah. I, I think. And, and it was kind of a blessing because when, when we adopted him and he, you know, he was a puppy and, and, and he was, he was real sick. His whole litter was sick. Um, mm. And so there, there were several of his 
uh, in his litter that didn't make it. Oh, wow. Um, you know, due to dehydration and not getting, you know, mm-hmm. proper medicine in time. Um, but as he kind of got, got, got healthier, um, uh, there was a lot of interesting things happening uh, to me professionally at the time. Um, I was traveling a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, my now wife, Shannon, and I were just dating. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so she was the primary caregiver for Jake like while he had Parvo and recovered from Parvo while I was, while I was out of the state uh, for work. Um, that's kind of when I knew that, that Shannon was maybe the one. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, there's some nurturing here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, she, she really loved on Jake a lot. And we kind of had a running joke at the time that when we adopted Jake, he was going to be my dog because we weren't married yet. Yeah. And so uh, if there was a chance that maybe we weren't going to get married, we weren't going to have a fight over whose dog it was. So. Uh, well, that makes sense. So that makes I, sense. So Jake was my dog when we adopted him, and and but he was our family dog, mm-hmm. you know, kind well, of from the beginning. Before we get into um, too much uh, further stories, I just have to ask you, because I've never really known a dog that had Parvo. I've mm-hmm. just, you know, basically heard the term. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it is a it is incredibly scary illness. So I, I believe it's viral. I'm, I'm not a vet on the weekends, but mm-hmm. um, I believe it's a viral uh, disease that they get as puppies. It's uh, the vet told us it's termed the puppy killer, Ooh. and essentially what happens is the dog is is unable to hold down liquids. They end up dehydrating, and mm-hmm. and if they don't get the the antibiotic medicine, and it, and it was a real big blessing because um, at the time we were just out of school, we didn't have a lot of money, we we were uh, had just adopted Jake, and it was going to be thousands of dollars to uh, get him the, the medicine that he needed. And um, uh, the SPCA had a local vet there in Houston that had partnered with them that uh, we actually were able to get the, that medication uh, covered by that vet. You know, So he was wow. kind of um, donating his services uh, for parents of dogs that this, this happened. So that was a very big blessing for us to uh, have a healthy dog out of it. But, but he, was, he was there in, in the vet for probably about a week on, on an IV. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the drugs he needed to, to survive. So mm-hmm. I like to think that that's why he lived such a long life. He was a super resilient dog for as big as he was. You don't see a lot of, you know, 100-pound dogs that, that live 13, 14 years. Yeah, and yeah. It's a little unusual. So in a lot of ways, grew with you mm-hmm. and, and Shannon. Man, I, I said earlier before we, we started that, that I was just a puppy when we got him. Um, and it's true. We were dating. We were just starting our careers off. And uh, the world was a big world. And kind of unknown where we we're going to go. And, you know, there's such, such formative years in your, in your early, mid, late twenties. Um, you know, you're kind of choosing a career and, um, starting a family, deciding where you want to put down roots and all along that journey, Jake was kind of that consistent presence for us. So it, it's hard to imagine where we're at even today without, you know, kind of that steady influence in our, in our family's life. So it sounds like he really participated in all aspects of life with you. Oh, he did. It was it was neat because Shannon and I, while we were dating, we would take him to the dog park almost daily. We were big runners back in the day, uh, not not anymore. But so while we were doing uh, marathon training before we had kids, Jake would go on long runs with us, and that's such a fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite memories of him because some of those longer runs would sometimes be 15, 18 miles, and uh, he would go. Wow, the that's whole, a commitment. He, he'd sleep for a day afterwards, but um, he couldn't get him off the the pillow. But but he was he was going. He kept up. He was a runner with us. Um, stayed mm-hmm. lean and fit. But we would take him running nearly daily, and and he was just a presence for us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there was a lot of things that we did um, kind of kind of in the early years of, of Jake where he was just part of that, you know, traveling with us, mm-hmm. coming back to see visit family in San Antonio and Dallas yeah. and just always around. That's neat. So how did he respond when you all started having a family? He was great. He was wonderful with kids, you know, especially when they started kind of crawling around and, and crawling on him. And he was uh, just a perfect family dog. Um, never had any issues with, with kids tugging on his tail or, mm-hmm. or jumping on his back or anything like that. From a family perspective, like he was, he was great. As we got busier in life and family and um, he did get just objectively less of our attention because um, it, you know, kind of transferred over to, to raising kids. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you go from daily runs with your dog to you're lucky if you get a one or two in a week. Yeah. Um, and so um, it was less less time, you know, focused time with, with Jake as, as we kind of expanded our family. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine with four kids along the way mm-hmm. that he probably participated in taking care of the kids a little bit too. He did. Uh, he was... Um, he was the vacuum cleaner oh, at, in yeah. our house with the kids, you know, <laughs> at the dinner table. He put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to go running again. He, he did. He did. Um, you know, the, the vet actually said, hey, like, like, what's going on with his diet? Because I think from visit to visit, his annual checkup, he'd probably put on about 10 pounds. Oh, wow. And um, the vet's like, what's going on? And it's like, well, we got young kids and they keep throwing him food. And, <laughs> you know, so he's, he, you know, and, and our oldest was starting to kind of carry his plate around. And if you leave it unattended for a minute, that dog is going to get it. So, um, so, you know, th- there's fun stories around things like that. So we had to, you know, monitor that a little bit better, but yeah. the kids loved him, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. get to feed Jake all the food they didn't want to eat. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of behind mom and dad's back sometimes That's right. too. That's yeah. right. It's like, I totally cleared my plate. No, yeah. you didn't. Jake did. <laughs> So he probably had to start monitoring his existence around the dining room table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit. We we actually have a very tall table that we bought from Costco specifically because he's such a tall dog. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting down, his nose will reach your shoulder. Oh wow! So you can't you can't have a normal dining room table. You, we we have a a, a tall. Uh-huh. T- a tall table just because of little Jake. physical uh barriers that's there. right yeah. that's right so we yeah. still have that table today it's i mean it's a lot of wear and tear on that thing i so, bet i bet well yeah. that's fun so was he a protective dog um what did, how'd you see him mm-hmm. interact with the kids yeah that's a good question um i wouldn't say he was necessarily a guard dog he went you know he he was big and he was he was a a, a black dog. Kind of looked like he had a tuxedo on, so oh, wow. so white mm-hmm. print on his on his belly, and and he had white on his on his paws, and so he looked like he, had, he was walking around with a tuxedo. But he was so big and he was a big black dog that if you didn't know that he was friendly, he he would look like he was you know a guard dog or protective. Mm-hmm. And but he you know as we're we got young kids in the house and we're trying to keep it kind of quiet, and UPS comes by and rings the doorbell. <laughs> that was. A little bit frustrating sometimes. Um, so he was protective of the things I think a lot of dogs are just, yeah. you know, naturally protective of, or they're just interested in what's mm-hmm. happening outside. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say for the most part, he was uh, not not so much protective as he was just a kind of a, a presence there. You know, wanted to play, following people around the house, mm-hmm. and um, and and as as our our old our sons grew, um, got a little bit older, they started to interact with him a lot more and, and play fetch, and mm-hmm. you know, because. Jake was cool. Well, that sounds neat. Well, before we learn a little bit more um, about Jake and and how you saw God in Jake, Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors this week, and um, that is the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. 
The Rivers team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers team's deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. The Rivers team handles it all, from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. Theriversteam.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we can give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, godinourdogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godinourdogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. Godandourdogs.com This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We are back on God and Our Dogs. I'm Meg Greer, your host. We are visiting with Jonathan Badger, partner with Badger CPA. Before our break, Jonathan told us about their family dog, Jake. Jake joined Jonathan before he and his wife were married. He was right there, ready to love and protect all four of their kids. Jake was an integral part of the Badger family. So Jonathan, you adopted Jake through a shelter and you and your wife Shannon are now involved with the Foster Adopt community. How did Jake inspire that involvement? So as a Christian, you know, we're, we're all adopted, right? You know, God adopted us. And, yes. um, and so that theme kind of carried over into in, us wanting to, uh, you know, adopt Jake. And then as we kind of started our own family, um, we started to kind of dive into a little bit about the, the needs here in, in, in our local community around the foster adopt community. And um, specifically, we're, we're, we're plugged into it used to be called uh, Four Kids, mm-hmm. but uh, they've they've recently rebranded to One Hope. So um, we're we're part of that community specifically. Uh, in, in our current status as a family, we're we're providing a lot of respite care um, mm-hmm. for existing foster families, and that's one of the biggest needs in the foster adopt community is uh, helping alleviate uh, alleviate burnout amongst existing foster families. So so currently we're certified to do long term respite. Um, so we do, um, you know, up to two weeks as a family mm-hmm. and, and kind of we're praying as a family, you know, how God has us to, to continue being in that community and supporting that organization, whether that's through um, fostering in the future or adoption or, or just to continue in, a, in our respite capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we see God in that? You said that um, we're all adopted. How, how does that play out? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, when I, when I think about the need that that we're all, I think, individually uniquely burdened for as, as believers. My wife and I love kids. We love our, our family time. We love expanding our family. And um, and so this is a real tangible way for us to show our kids and bring them into the story, teach them that God adopted us. Um, so we're, we're now choosing as a family to, to put ourselves into this community um, you know, through supporting that and, and, and choosing to, to love beyond just our, our own inward capacity, mm-hmm. you know, to, to kind of look, look for other ways to, to expand 
Yeah. Um, you can really see the community of God playing out in that mm-hmm. because if we're adopted, we're part of a bigger family, a That's bigger right. community of believers, mm-hmm. and you're showing your kids how that that mirrors. That's right. It, it, it was, um, I think as, as parents, you know, we, we can tell our kids things um, and, and we can, you know, share the gospel with them and share uh, what the Bible teaches. And we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this for us was a very tangible way to um, take our family outside of our comfort zone uh, in a way. Oh, and, in a big way. In, in a big way. Yeah. Um, and, and also tangibly say, you know, we are doing this because, you know, God adopted us. So we're going to we're going to serve the community of people that that are adopting other kids mm-hmm. and, and, and fostering other kids that that need that unconditional love on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can see that it really would cause a lot of growth in your kids. How, how old are they? Yeah. So, uh, our oldest is Judah. He just turned 10. Uh-huh. Uh, Ethan, uh, our second son is, uh, eight and, uh, Christian, uh, just turned seven in October and then, and then Sarah's coming up on five. So oh we got, we, we got the girl at the end. Oh, good. Yep. Well, the icing on the cake. That's right. Well, that's awesome. And I'm sure that as they look back on their growing up years, that not only adoption of Jake and mm-hmm. what happened through um, that whole process and the generosity of the veterinarian, for example, and then your participation in the foster adopt community will yep. create some really meaningful experiences for them. We want them to just not just hear our words, but also see it in action. Mm-hmm. And I, we think that's you know an important part of, of our parenting journey is to is to ask ourselves, my wife and I, to ask ourselves, how are we actually living this out? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're saying the words, uh, we're, we're kind of going, we're going to church, we're plugged into the community, um, but, but how is, where, where's the fruit? You right. Know, how, and how is, our, how is our family living this out on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of this does come back from our own personal journey of, of adopting Jake, you know, understanding that, that um, you know, God came for us and adopted us um, into his family. And, um, and so that, that, that current or, or theme has kind of been, you know, a, a constant presence in, mm-hmm. our, in our household. And, and, you know, the next step is for us to uh, continue supporting that, that foster adopt community. Yeah. So tell us again the name of the group that you're working with. So, so we were plugged into, um, they're, they're called One Hope. They used to be called Four Kids um, when we initially started our journey with them. But, but they're called One Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're... They're located here in San Antonio. Yeah. And do they have a website? How could listeners find out more about them? They do. I believe if you, you go and, and search for One Hope or, or, or Four Kids, you know, that'll come up on your search. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, John Wilhelm is the director over there, mm-hmm. and, and his wife Katie are, are both uh, founder uh, founders uh, of the organization. Mm-hmm. So um, so we, we, we want to get more plugged into them, um, even more than we currently are, um, just from a, from a supportive perspective perspective we think as our family is kind of getting out of the diaper diaper phase and mm-hmm. we're starting to get a little bit more um capacity our kids are a little less dependent on mom and dad um that we can even even be a little bit more plugged into mm-hmm. to, to one hope in the future well it'll be exciting to see what happens so yeah yeah well you mentioned that jake had a long life mm-hmm. sounds like he's no longer with us he, he passed away um uh in in october of 2020 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That must have been really tough. It was, um, you know, on a personal level, the the hardest day of my life. Yeah. It was. Um, he, you know, I I, I talked to a vet um, friend, family friend of ours, you know, ten years prior. I just said, hey, he's a big dog, and 
I've never done this before, so how how will I know when when it's the right time? And he he was right. He he said, "You'll know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the day will come, and you'll just know." Um, and that day came, and um, you know, as a family, we we said our goodbyes. Um, you know, it was a you know, I think Sarah was four at the time, no three, and and so there was young kids involved that were uh, trying to understand you know, concepts of life and death. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking about, you know, that, that we're not all guaranteed time on this earth and that, that God has a plan for all of us. Mm-hmm. God created Jake, um, just like he created us. Um, and, uh, just kind of giving us a platform a little bit to talk to our kids about, you know, that transition. Mm-hmm. How's the grief process been in your family? <laughs> I, I wish I had a, a a great answer for that other than I think we just kind of rolled with the punches, you yeah. know, as it happened. Um, I was, uh, uh, my wife and I were, were there when it happened, uh, you know, it, as, um, you know, we kind of helped transition him um, mm-hmm. there in the room. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a, a tough day. Uh-huh. It's a really, really tough day. I think, I think as I, I think God used that in my own life or um, I've, I've been blessed. I haven't experienced a, a lot of close f- friends and family that, that have experienced, you know, um, or, or who have died. And so um, I think God, I will experience that in the future like we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was, a, I think, God growing me in my own life um, on, on how to grieve um, that, that, you know, uh, those emotions are real. You know, uh, God created us for emotions. Um, he created us with those feelings. Sometimes it's easy just to kind of sweep it under the rug. Um, mm-hmm. This was something that um, I think will prepare me for other hard times in my life, you know, as, yeah. as, as they come up. Yeah. Love is costly. It is. It is. And, and um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, I'm personally walking through, um, you know, a, a, uh, a family member that, that is, uh, that is ill. Um, and, um, and so, so as, um, you know, God's going to use all this for his glory. Um, you know, he's going to, he's going to use, you know, um, as Jake, uh, prepared me for, you know, how to, how to deal with grief and how to deal with that transition. Um, you know, he doesn't waste anything. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be better able to process and, 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 and deal with, with those feelings for, for, um, you know, future family members and friends. That, yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Grief is definitely a process mm-hmm. and, uh, having our dogs in our life, um, they never l- seem to live as long as we'd love them to do they? Yeah. No, they don't. I, I, I don't know why that is, but I uh, I, I kind of wish that they lived as long as we do. Yeah, sometimes, you yeah. Know? Just, I, you know, I agree. We adopt them into our family I and agree. have them for a little longer. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan Badger, it's been so great to have you with us. And um, please know that uh, that we'll be thinking of you um, as as it sounds like there's some some difficulties ahead. So we'll be thinking and well, you'll be you. in our, our prayers. And yeah. um, we're grateful you had Jake. I am too. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody listening today. Thank you for sharing your time with us on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer. We've been with Jonathan Badger, um, partner with Badger CPA here in San Antonio. 
We look forward to you listening again next week on God and Our Dogs. You can enjoy this show again on your favorite podcast site or on our website, GodandOurDogs.com. And if you have a neat story about God and your dog, you can always send me an email at stories at GodandOurDogs.com. Follow us on Instagram at, and at, on Facebook at God and Our Dogs. And we look forward to having you again next week as we get a little bit of new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband Dwayne formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com.